Uh, say, black boy. Say, man. What you mean, black? Baby, I'm colored. <laughs> I don't play that fish. What's up, world, and welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff Podcast, where hip-hop heads discuss hip-hop topics. On this side episode, Jerome and myself will be reviewing the new album from Apollo Brown, Sincerely Detroit. We're going to do an in-depth track-by-track analysis. We'll discuss our first exposure to Apollo Brown as an artist, dive into a track-by-track analysis of his latest album, highlight some of our favorite tracks and then give the album a final 1 to 10 score and we'll also share what we've been bumping for the past week so with that please kick back and enjoy the show what's up man Man, what's going on with you, my brother, man? You've been having a, a a rough go at it the past couple of weeks, man. Hey, it's been like a month now. Well, <laughs> you got one of the yeah, we got one of the dudes, so so that's good, man. So so to anybody listening who might not know, man, our 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 dear one of our dear co-hosts, Jerome, man, his house got broken into, uh, burglarized uh, a couple weeks ago. And then, um, and then what else happened? Your car? Oh, my car got hit twice in the same week. <laughs> it got hit. Got a little scratch. Then the second time I got hit, it was like, man, messed up my whole passenger side. My old girl, she just reversed right back into my passenger side. Like, man, gas. It was hard. And then, like you said, my place got robbed. I was like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm finna go crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm to, it was crazy, man. But we finally. So then, so then we were scheduled to do the podcast a, a few hours ago, and I hit you up around the time we were supposed to do it, and you was like, "Yeah, man, some some nigga just broke in my garage. That got the cops over here right now. Let me call you back." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> Yeah, yeah, something to say that I, I believe you, but he, he wanted to do it. I knew they would come back, man. Like, I, I planted it out perfectly. I was like, all right, man, as soon as he was in my garage, I was like, you know what? I'm going to let him take some time to look through all my broken stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call the cops over, man. The cops took all day to come. It took about 15 minutes to come. But um, by the time he caught the guy, by the time I, you know, almost put him in cold, the cops doing that. <laughs> I was in um police station, man, showing on the videos and doing all this stuff, man. This dude been terrorizing my neighborhood for like at least a month, a month or a month and a half. And I'm pretty sure he got other people around with him. So, yeah. Man, it's crazy that's too bad man that's too bad i i unfortunately have had that experience of my house getting broken in on and it, it do you it just leaves you angry man you just want to you be you be ready to kill someone man like <laughs> dude i was telling my wife that to make me chill out man i, I was mean mugging everybody 
Like everybody, <laughs> man. Any nigga with dreadlocks, with sagging eight pants, man. I'm like, man, I'm about to kill you, bro. <laughs> My whole, my whole man, shoot, man. I, I, I thought one of my neighbors doing, man. He came out. Like, hey, man, did y'all see somebody ride me? The man was, was looking suspect, too. I know it wasn't him. He just looked like a, a suspect, nigga. He's like, you gonna run out? Oh, man. If I ever catch you in my yard, I'm, I'm gonna beat you down, bro. You said it straight, straight up to him. He had nothing to do with it, bro. Bye, to Man, oh, I just wow. have to make my now I gotta make my present known to the whole neighborhood. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You got to invest in that. Invest in a bat and a pit bull. <laughs> That's what I said, man. When I had my pit bull, man, pit bulls are like a, a walking gun. Like you should see how people just move out the way. We walk in a pit bull, bro. <laughs> like seriously. And a bat and a bat get get you a, a pit bull once in their life and, and see. And see the power of a pit bull. It's amazing. <laughs> and uh, and get you a, a nice wooden bat and an old wooden bat where where where, where it's kind of uh, the grain is kind of it's kind of loose and splintering and and put some uh, hammer some nails in that. <laughs> Boy, you talk about some uh, some WWF stuff, bro. <laughs> Come out with that um that bat with that bar wire right Dude, I started sharpening up one of my uh, my gardening tools. I was hacking my bushes. Bro. <laughs> dude, I'm gonna use this on the nigga, bro. It's right. I started that in my car, bro. <laughs> I'm walking around with that in my hand, man. You gotta make change completely when somebody robbed your house. Yeah, yeah, you'd be oh man, you'd be so angry, you'd be so suspicious of everybody, man. Dude, dude. You'd be so suspicious dude. of everybody. I I, I hate it. Yeah, yeah. Man. I'm slowly, it's slowly going down. Like man, it's really good. That's good. Yeah, man. But other than that, man, it's been okay. Well, if it's if it's if it's any consolation, the Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> nah, I ain't no consolation, man. I tried to get one of them boys. It's like a thirty-five minute wait. These niggas, what? These niggas crazy up here, man. I'm about to leave. <laughs> man, I tried one last year. The Popeye's chicken sandwich is outrageous, bro. Yeah, man. I was getting off work the other day, man, and I was, I was, I was. My last account was on like 103rd and Kedzie, so I'm heading south on Kedzie, and um, traffic is just backed up. I'm like, man, why is traffic so backed up? And I forgot it's a Popeyes on like 104th and Kedzie, and people were trying to like pull into the driving line from like the southbound and northbound lanes on Kedzie, and it was just causing this like huge traffic jam because it was like right around rush hour too. I'm like, man, this is crazy. Now I had the sandwich. The sandwich is good and everything, man, but it ain't. No, it ain't no 35 minutes. Okay, I'm gonna be real. Like I never really, I never really. Thought Chick Fil A sandwiches, all that, even before the whole thing. I never thought it was. Me neither. The chicken sandwich is good, but I'm not gonna wait 35 minutes in line for a chicken sandwich, bro. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, mean, I got man. man, I got stuff to do, man. I was like, man, you keep... <laughs> y'all can't go to no other restaurants, bro. Like, like really, y'all, y'all just, y'all just have to have this chicken sandwich, bro. Now, 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 the sandwich. I will say this: I've had the sandwich like. Probably like three times mm-hmm. since come back, and like I gotta say, it is a good sandwich. I really wanted to be that dude to, to try it and be like, nah, man, it's tough. 
but I took a bite, man. I was like, all right, let me take another bite. I was like, all right, maybe I will stab him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. Though. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I think it's way better than uh, the Chick-fil-A sound. I was, I was having this. I was having this debate with this dude at work. He was like, "Man, Chick Fil A sounds is like good." I was like, "Hey, man, let me put it this way, man. If you like that Chick Fil A sound over the Popeye sandwich, you probably wipe your cheek with your thumb, and I'm not gonna shake your hands no more, bro. That's all I gotta say. Because anybody thinks Chick Fil A, y'all out y'all mind, man. <laughs> no, it is. It's not even close. It's not even close. <laughs> There's no seasoning. There's no real seasoning on it's Chick-fil-A not. sandwiches. It's but, not, man. And I, yeah. I heard Chick-fil-A. I, I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, this dude was saying Chick-fil-A finna uh, open up on Sundays from like 2 to 5 or some weird time to sell like a 20-piece nugget for like ten ninety-five or something like that. I was like, man, these, these niggas, if, if, if it is true, these niggas getting desperate. Like man, they, yeah, they 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 trying to they're trying to increase their visibility, especially with the, like Popeyes has just been killing the gang lately with their their little chicken sandwich onslaught. So they they're trying to get back in there, but dude, it's two different clientele, man. Like I don't, there's not even a Chick Fil A within the Chicago city limits, whereas you got Popeyes everywhere. So you 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 got two different type of customers. You got a, a urban customer, and then you got a suburban customer that's going mm-hmm. to you know. And it's it's just two different types of customers, so I don't even know where they're why they're playing this game. Like, are oh, we gonna try to compete with Popeyes? Yeah, so. and I feel bad for the Popeyes working, man. Think about that trash, bro. You be working that person on a normal part time or full time shift. Now you probably don't need to get a break, bro. Like, like <laughs> what what time do you have any employees to get a break, bro? You you constantly making these sounds, bro. Yeah, man, because you got to fry up 10,000 chicken sandwiches by lunchtime. So. But yeah, man. So, I, I was telling my wife, man, I'm going to try one before they before they go back out, man, before they before they leave, man. I was like, man, this is going to take over the, the McRib. The, what, what was that called? McRibs? It's going to take over that. The McRib witch? Because <laughs> I was like, that's a seasonal thing, yeah. bro. But other than that, man, niggas love chicken, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, hey that's old news, man. That's old news. But we go, man. We gonna dive right into this Apollo Brown album review, man. This album dropped. Uh, I want to say about mm-hmm. two years ago or so. And um, Apollo Brown is an artist that I'm a huge, huge fan of. And Jerome, I know you're a huge fan of him as well. Uh, he just delivers just raw melodic boom bap hip-hop man and it's like it's uh you know his sound is very distinct but it but it's also very consistent so um he's a dude i'm a huge fan of the name of the album is sincerely detroit this is his seventh solo album now this is his only only the second compilation style album he's done he's got five other instrumental albums they're called one is called clouds then you have make do then you have 38 then you got the reset and then you got skill trade and then he's got uh several collaboration albums that he's done with mcs like uh raf Cavs, oc guilty simpson planet asia joel ortiz locksmith big pool the list mm-hmm. goes on man um but he's 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 quality and quantity man like he brings both so 
I felt this album deserved a track-by-track breakdown and a, and a full album review. And just to give you a brief overview of this album, um, I'm going to read this directly from um, Hip Hop Golden Age. It says, uh, the most complete portrait of Detroit hip-hop scene ever with 56 featured Detroit artists. Man, that's a lot. Um, it would be hard to argue that claim. Sincerely, Detroit is Apollo Brown's tribute to his hometown and a love letter to the culture. It goes on to say it is a nearly comprehensive look at the styles and flavors of Detroit. In this day and age, short hype circles and short attention spans, Sincerely Detroit is a project with extraordinary substance, not just because it runs for 78 minutes, where a lot of artists are content with just dropping 25-minute projects each year to stay in the public. Apollo Brown goes the other way, taking the time to craft a work of quality that really resonates and will prove to have longevity. So I, I completely agree with that assessment. Fifty-six featured Detroit artists on this album. I didn't I, know. I, didn't, I knew he had featured artists, but I didn't even know it was that many. I, I counted forty-nine. I counted forty-nine, but I guess I, I must have missed some. Um, but yeah, fifty-six. He, he basically got the whole city of Detroit. Mm-hmm. We well, before we dive right into it, man. Tell me this, Jerome. What was your first exposure to Apollo Brown? So, being honest with you, I I, I consider myself as because I just started being on Apollo Brown maybe like two and a half years ago, maybe even three years ago. So I think I was I'm a I'm I'm a late bloomer, but I listened to all his. I caught up to listen to all his CD. I mean, all his albums and uh, instrumental albums. So. My very first album I listened to, Apollo Brown, was The Brown Tank. And I was like, it's dope. Like, yeah, I was like, man, I was like, who is this producer? <laughs> and, I, you know, I like the whole story theme and everything else. But I was like, who is this producer? So I looked him up, and I saw this producer made like 14 albums. I was like, okay, let, yeah. let, let me, let me um, start from, let me start from the beginning. And then I started from the beginning up to, to now, and I was like, man, this this dude is dope. How come I, nobody never mentioned his name? I started like doing deep research on this guy. Like, man, this this dude is, is a crazy, and like you said, he consistent with his with his producing. And so far, out of all his albums, all of them are to me either a really good album or a classic album. And everybody that raps on it sound dope. Like I don't think I think anybody can rap on a Paul Brown beat and it can sound sound good because of him. Just the flow just fits fits his beats. He know how to do it. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I agree, man. I myself have tried have not tried, but I have rapped over many of his beats, man. Um, He's he's yeah he's dope man. Uh, I think my first exposure to him was um, remember remember that that really bad uh, blizzard we had in like two at the beginning of like yeah the um, uh, polar vortex was that the one I think so. No, no, no. I mean that no, was, no, that uh, was it was some it was some type of vortex because I had to look. It was the thunder. Yeah, because the they shut down Lake Drive, right? Yep, that one, that one, yep. I um so so I remember coming home in that in that in that snowstorm and I remember it was like it was like a foregone conclusion they were gonna like we they we were gonna all call off work the next day our our, our job wasn't really tripping so I had the whole day to myself and my wife had just bought Audacity it's like this software program where I can you know rip music off mm-hmm. the internet 
and I was fooling around. I, I think it was maybe YouTube or Bandcamp, and I saw his name suggested, and it was the Make Do album. And I was like, man, let me just try this album out. CC was was talking about like I've never heard this of this dude before, but I was intrigued by the album art, and I'm like, okay, it's instrumentals. I'm always down for that, man, dude. I hit the play button. I'm like, yo, where's this dude been my life, my whole life, man? Like, like, and then, and then I was like, man, what else does he have? They're like, like, then I went back and I t- checked out mm-hmm. the Steel Trade, and, um, the Reset, and the Gas Mask album, and I just went down the whole rabbit hole with him, man. And it's like, that's that's the funny thing about underground hip hop. I was talking about this deal, man. Like, when you find a really, really good artist or a really, really good album. And you, hey, great! You can't stop listening to him, but it almost makes you mad a little bit because you're like, man, what else is hiding out there that I don't? I'm not hearing about. <laughs> but I, I completely understand. I completely understand what you're saying. I think it's like a good and bad thing because, for instance, like Apollo Brown, after I got done with hell. I was like, man, what else? What up? What else I'm missing? Now I find some trash. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to compare it to Apollo Brown. I was like, man, maybe I need to uh, calm down a little bit. <laughs> Take like a minute off and then come back. Right. It's it's like it's 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 so frustrating. It's like you gotta do this good that nobody's talking about and it's just like it, it does make you mad a little bit like man, who else is out there that that's this dope that I'm not hearing about? Um one of the things that this article on uh hip hop golden age is saying it was it was saying that this album it said it's funny it comes out in the same week Kanye West drops a 27 minute project that fails on mm-hmm. all fronts. Apollo Brown shows how it's done. 78 minutes is not too long if every single song is exquisitely executed. So we're going to get into the songs. I thought that was an interesting point to make. It's like I, I didn't even listen to the Kanye oh, West. I, I listened to one song and I was like meh, skip, skip, skip average skip 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 that's how it went <laughs> yeah I, i'm sure i'm sure but it's like yeah he gets so much press and it's like if people out there i've heard people out there trying to say they're like oh this that, that album is genius i'm like no nah, I'm, I'm, I'm not buying it every everybody i know whose opinion i trust has yeah said it's, it's not anybody that's calling Kanye west a genius after his last couple of albums i don't know what they i think they're just falling in trend they may try to hold on to that trash, bro. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you, you mm-hmm. want him to be dope, but he's not mm-hmm. he's not dope no more. But anyway, back on Apollo Brown, man. So we're gonna do a track by track analysis. We're not gonna spend too much time on the tracks. We'll pretty much just give it a thumbs up, thumbs down, mention what we liked about it. So that way, you know, the, the, the this review isn't terribly long. So um track track one, we got the fate intro. Yeah. Um, it's a simple intro, man. You nope, I think it's one? just just what it is. It's an intro. So I mean, like I I kind of ranked it one through through ten. So I give it like a five because it's just an intro. So cool, cool. Understood. All right. Yeah, nice little brief intro. Let you know that this album is all about Detroit. And I, mm-hmm. I you know, nice little touch, nice little intro. All right, track two, God Help Me, uh, featuring Black Milk, Catchphrase, and DJ Los. What was your thoughts on? It was oh, it was God. dope. I ranked it a, a, a seven. It it was a great um, song to start off the album, and like I said, it had the perfect lyrics. Um, the lyrics and the and the, and the bars went along with the beat, like they coexist with each other. So 
I thought it was real dope. Definitely. I, I wrote down in my notes like I mm-hmm. love scratching the um the scratching on this, especially toward the end, was was very dope. Um that's another thing about this album. And I it, it it's it's such a good traditional hip hop album. You know, it's like you got beats, you got bars, but then you also yeah, got over over, over like sixty sixty percent of his album got scratched. I mean sixty percent of his songs got scratched scratching or DJing on it. Yeah, and I love that. I love that touch because it, it is uh, mm-hmm. a dying art. Trust me, you know. So I, I love that. I love that little cherry on top he put on on these songs. All right, next up, track three: commas and apostrophes, featuring Crown Nation. Dope, dope album. Uh, dope. I've heard Crown Nation in a minute, but it's real dope. Track. Um, I, I, I gave it uh, another seven on on that track. Well, I want to give away all my tips, but. Yeah, I gave it a seven. I gave it a seven on this track. It was really dope. Okay, okay, cool. I actually wrote down I was not a fan, a huge fan of this song, mainly because the beat didn't sound like an Apollo Brown beat, and then like Crown Nation, they their flows didn't really didn't really grab me. This this beat to me sounded like a uh, it sounded like an Alchemist beat more than a uh, more than. I give Apollo you that. I give I give you that because I, I well when I when I go down my list I had I had notes on an Alchemist beat like on on a couple of his well about one two three about four of his songs sound like an Alchemist beat so I give you that okay yeah not not terrible but this this particular track like I feel mm-hmm. was probably like the weakest track on the album um, just in terms of beats and rhymes but we'll move on to track four longevity. Featuring Trick Trick, Marv One, Mo Dirty, and Dez Andres. Now that was now I thought thoughts was, on this one. I thought it was I thought it was okay. It was this is one of my bottom um one of my like at the bottom list of the of the album. It was okay. It was good to listen to, but it wasn't like you know anything amazing or caught my eyes on this, on this track. <clears throat> but like I said, I give it I gave this like a. In between, like a five or a six on skeleton. Oh man! Okay, okay. I thought I thought this is where the album really started heating up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, is then the, the beat just goes so hard, and then like the first guy, like it sounded like he's rapping about religion, but then everybody else, yeah, yeah. The first guy he came on, he, he was sound like he was rapping about religion, and then the other guy comes on. I think Marvin comes on with some. Just great lyrical flexing, and um, this is another one with some great punchlines and some great DJ work, man. Some great scratching. So I thought this was where the album really started to get good. But uh, we'll move right along to track five, "Thoughts in Mind," featuring Chris Oric and Majestic Legend. What were your thoughts? Okay, so I thought this. I thought this track was off the chain, dope lyrics. Um, of course, the beat was dope. Um, I started feeling like the the the, the um, album right here, track five, it started to take a little bit off, and I was like, man, I started thinking about it, like, man, I think now it's finna start hitting. So this track was like, okay, now let's let's get the let's get it started for for me, I think. But I gave it a um, eight out of ten. I thought it was a real dope track. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I love this track, man. Um, I love it. The just I love it. These like these like kind of like train of thought, stream of consciousness type of lyrics, man. Like 
with people just you know just really expressing what's on their mind at a particular you know point in time um chris org's verse was dope majestic legends verse was dope it's dope this is this is a thinker's this is a thinker's track man i, I really i really like it man it was dope. Now, right, now, now, this, now this track i now from six on down it's pretty much is dope to me. I'm just gonna let y'all know. Six old down is like continuing listening to. So Elzai was dope on this track. Uh oh basically everybody was dope on this track. It fit like the beat was perfect. It was hardcore. It, it the metaphors from each uh three rappers was off the chain, man. And that's why that's why I like about Apollo Brown, because I, I don't know, he just got that. It, it seemed like it seemed like he know which artists fit that type of beat and it was a perfect combination yeah it's, I, it, I it was the perfect this this track uh it stopwatch was the perfect combination of artists and beat and this is what i believe that the whole album was off the chain like that's when i said this is officially dope because i think six through 21 six through 21 is pretty much dope yes Yep, yep, yeah. Stop watching that hard boom bap beat. Great lyrical flexing. Them rapping about the environment, man, and then or about their environment, and then Melanie killed, killed this chorus, man. She killed this hook. <laughs> like, like she did an excellent job on this hook, man. Like, like I usually don't go in for R and B singers on hip hop hooks, but like, man, she she was she was the icing on the cake on this one, man. That, I, yeah. Great track. Stop watching, dope. All right, man. Track seven. Never. Dope. <laughs> this one was featuring, yeah, Paradigm, Miss Corona, and DJ AMF. So the second guy, I never, I never heard of the second guy, and the first guy, I only heard him a little bit, like here and there or other underground stuff. So the 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 guys in uh and and the DJ, these guys, I'm not too familiar with, but they did their thing on this on this track, man. Like I said, the beat go hard. Um. But yeah, though, my, the beat go hard. Man, I love everything about this. This even made me want to do research on the other three artists even even more so. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I wrote in my notes, hard beats, hard rhymes, funny punchlines. I ain't going nowhere like Rick Ross on the Rick Shaw. Um, I, I really chuckled at that line. And um, I really like the hook, man. I really like the hook. This was a dope. This was a dope track to me, man. All right, man. Track eight, letting go. Finale, Finale, Ella J, and Lee. Listen, Finale. Um, I don't think he made an album in like two or three years, right? But I was happy to hear him back. I haven't even. I haven't even. Ooh. heard I don't think I've heard Finale. Finale, but now I think with like Binary Stars, and that's what I think when I heard Binary Star. I don't think he's like okay. affiliated with them, but. I, I heard his album before. I'm glad he got a little such. I didn't even know he was from Detroit until I heard this album. So it was surprised to hear his voice, but he did his thing on this on this track. Uh, the other two um, MCs, I haven't, I never heard of them before. Never heard. Oh, you never heard of Ella J? Never. You know that's you know that's Jay Dilla's brother. For real? Yeah, yeah, that's Jay Dilla's younger brother. I gotta start looking him up now. I'm finna start looking him up like crazy, <laughs> Yeah, dude. But um, like I said, track- yeah, he he produces too. He. I need that little knowledge, a little info, real quick. 
Okay. So do he, do he is it? Yeah, yeah. I was saying he makes beats too. You know, like like his sound is is similar to Jay Dilla's sound. Dang. Okay. I got I got about when you start. You know when you start doing this. Like like basically right after his brother died. Dang. Like 2006, 2007. He's not as dope, man. He's not as you know prolific as Jay Dilla was, but he's you know he's still pretty decent. But he, as you could tell, he raps too. So this track letting go was was you know mm-hmm. uh, it was this was a good fit for him like i actually wrote in my notes this was the smoothest hook on the whole album man mm-hmm. like I, I i love the horns yeah dude each time you said one i kept saying that the uh, thing on podcast is over every time sit <laughs> <laughs> one dude Damn. hey man i thought i thought that crackhead came back and stole your cell tower <laughs> that nigga, oh my god! See, he thought that cracked That nigga, I'm gonna be having oh, a drink, man. I'm gonna be. I told my wife, like, man, I'm staying up all night. I know his other bummy friends gonna come by too. You What's the company? The watch. Now to get whatever ain't nailed down, man. Like, man, can't have nothing around <laughs> niggas, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, what track did we leave off on? It was like it was number eight, letting go. But I, I was pretty much done with it, man. I was just saying that I, I, I felt I felt this hook was like the smoothest hook on the album, man. And I, I love the horns on here, the way they layered in the beat. It's such a, a it's such a simple beat, but it's just so dope at the same time. So, I really really liked uh, letting go. Cool. Yeah, I feel you on that one. Yeah, let go was dope. I mean, it wasn't dope, but it was smooth. It was smooth. I give you that. Yeah, it was very I'm, smooth. Yeah, you got a couple of tracks on here that's very smooth on this boy. Absolutely, absolutely. But that'll take us to track nine, man. Dominance, uh, featuring Aztec, the Barfly, and um, Kid Vicious and V Styles. Uh, what were your thoughts on Dominance? So dominance was, was 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 dope. It came in hard. Um, like I said, it, it, it pretty much had the best. Um, like I'm trying not to say the same thing over because <laughs> I feel like Apollo Browns is is just so dope with making beats and how uh, he go with the flow with the artist. It doesn't make sense. But I did think this was like a, a, a decent track, okay track. But and when I own it, and for all the listeners, when I say decent, okay, I don't mean it was whack because I think this whole album is good. I'm just saying, compared to the other tracks that's on here, it was decent and okay. Okay, this was actually one of my favorite tracks on the album. Um, I felt I honestly felt this should have been the album opener. Oh, for real? Yeah. God help me and uh, another one. Um, is God help me and old boy? Yes, yes. Those, yeah, those are those are swell too. Um, but yeah, yeah, just three MCs flexing, doing their thing. I ain't gonna spend too much time on it. Um, but yeah, Dominance is definitely one of my favorite tracks on this on this whole album. Um, track ten, man, we got all day with Slum Village. Man, Slum Village did their thing on this track, bro. <laughs> I was like, man. Like uh, Apollo Brown needs to uh, 
They need you to keep Apollo around. They they came back with the funk, they came in hard with their lyrics. Um it was a nice little nice little hook at the beginning, you know how they be repeating the words back and back. I love the whole vibe, man. About some village. Absolutely, yeah. It's something wrong with you if you don't like this track just a little bit, at least, yeah. you know. This <laughs> Having them on this album was definitely a must. You know, you it wouldn't be a Detroit album without Slumville. So yeah. um, that'll take us right along to track 11, Oh Lord. Oh Lord have a great sample. A great samplist. Uh, 103 did his thing. Uh, Fatty Father did their thing. Uh, I like how he was talking about, uh, like he put it in like a story about his family. And he went mm-hmm. through this from his father to his mother to his son. That was dope. It was a dope concept. So, yeah, it was just one of my one of my favorite tracks. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm a huge journalist 103 fan. I got I bought his last album and enjoyed it thoroughly. I thought it was a a a, 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 a real real sleeper, man. I think it's mm-hmm. called the it's called the Battle for Hearts and Minds or something. But it's it's a dope dope album. Check it out if you haven't. But uh, you know, oh Lord, it was it was a little melancholy, it was a little depressing, but I, I got what they were going for. Mm-hmm. And um it was a dope track at the end of the day. So no complaints from me. Uh track track twelve, Deception and Woes featuring Clear Soul F- Forces. What were your thoughts on this one? Okay, so you know, it's already a dope track. I love how dude came in with his metaphors and his bars had you think a little bit, man. And uh, like I said again, the, the beat was good. The beat was smooth, and it didn't overshadow. It didn't overshadow dude metaphors. Like you, you know what I mean? It, it went just right with his type of flow. No, I, I definitely hear you. I definitely hear. You. Yep, it was. It was. Um, it didn't distract from the MC. So, um, yeah, I thought this was dope. Now, now, Clear Soul Forces, man, they're one of those groups. I was put on to back in like 2011, 2012, and I remember my my guy telling me, "Man, watch, they gonna blow up, they gonna blow up." And I was like, I was like, "Man, I I, I hear you on their talent, but I'm like, I, I understand why people like us would dig them, but I'm like, man, this group ain't gonna blow up, you know what I mean? Like, and not not to not that wasn't a knock against them. This was because this was around the time everybody was running around saying Lil Wayne was the was the best MC alive. And like You know I'm like you know I hope I'm wrong About about that assessment I hope they do blow up But as we know no such luck <laughs> They you know they still Just kind of grinding in the underground But I remember a couple of cats telling me Like watch Clear Soul Forces is gonna Is gonna blow up and, You know I don't know I don't know what made them think that I mean I, I know why Why people would listen to them and become fans Of them but the whole blowing up thing i don't know I don't, I don't know what determines that you can tell when somebody is you can tell when a group or artist is, is too underground where they're not going to blow up they're going to blow up to have underground fans but you could tell you could tell by their flow by their style that they that they wasn't going to blow up like like your like your boy was saying i could tell you they can blow up like now i got niche but i'm like man this is good to listen to like like with us with like certain artists like buying every stars you know what i mean <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, them. like i was like man they dope but i know they wasn't gonna become like locks or like um 
outcast or you know like famous famous yeah yeah I, I think he thought they were gonna be like get to like that J. Cole status like uh, or, or like a level of, of a Cole or Kendrick and I was just like man yeah. like I, I don't know about that the, the, the industry is too it, it's too it's too I, I don't know even the word it's like when you got an artist you can't really market you know and 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 you know, put stick a label on. You know, artists like that they don't really do well. You know what I mean? Because it's like the industry is constantly looking for something, look for something out to get something out of them that they're just not going to get. And Clear Soul Forces is definitely one of those groups. But everybody I know who who's heard them is a fan of their music. But um, but yeah, this track was decent. This track was decent. But uh, that'll take us to track thirteen. Overdo it. Featuring Bronze Nazareth and Bodie James. Okay, so this is one of the top beats that got another came in hard beat, like hard, real hard beat, which I which I love. It got me hyped. Um, I haven't heard Bodie James in a minute. I'm glad he was on the track. I'm kind of glad that it was people that I did not know from Detroit on the track, and some people I haven't heard back in a while. They made me excited. Like man, they still got it. Uh, but this track was dope too, though, man. Yeah, yeah. Now this track, in my notes, I got um, on the scale. Well, okay, ask me. Tell me this on a scale from one to ten. What would you give it? Oh, hold on. I got like two pages. So what did I give it? This track. Is, <laughs> uh, this track number thirteen, right? Yes. No track number. Yeah, track thirteen. 13. Track thirteen. I gave it a seven point five. Okay, okay. I, I I thought this track was decent, but I wish it was just a little better, man. Cause I'm a I got when I saw Bronze Nazareth's name on here, I got super excited because I'm a huge Bronze Nazareth fan. Mm-hmm. And he did his thing, but like the other guy, I don't know. He could have been a little better, Bodie James. I I did like this song, but I wanted to love it. But it, at the end of the day, I did like it. <laughs> All right, so track fourteen. In the water, <laughs> one of the smoothest tracks on the album. This is one of my one of my top five tracks on the album too. Uh, I love everything about it. The two artists, I, I never really uh, well, I did have uh, Brown, uh, but Chandler uh, Chandler um, can't think of the first name. But um, Chavis Chandler. Yeah, I never heard of this artist, but. Both artists was dope. It, like I said, it's one of the smoothest tracks on the um, album. Matter of fact, I had to put it on repeat when I first heard it. So yeah, I love I, one of the album. I mean, one of the tracks that I love. One of the album. Man, dude, I love this song, man. I love this song. Boog Brown, she she killed the verse and the hook, man. Like she oh. put out there more though, man. Like I, I, yeah. I don't understand why she not out there like like that, man. Like, yeah, I don't know what it is, man. I don't know what it is. Like, like she's she's a dope MC, man. She she's kind of like Rhapsody Light, you know. What I mean? Like it's so smooth how they they both of them so smooth with it, bro. Like I had to put on repeat. Like man, this is a great track. Man. Now it, it's she she did her thing so good on it. In my notes, I got you didn't even need the other MC. <laughs> you, you you truly you truly did it. I don't like I said I never heard of the other MC. You truly did it. Some of these tracks, I wish she only had one artist to go. And let you know what? I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that in our review, in our final scenario. Okay. All right. All right. All right. 
I'm going to get to that. All right, so track 15, 365, featuring Name Tag, Rose Spit, and Ty Ferris. I actually thought this track was decent. I didn't, I didn't think it was all that good. I mean, I, I ain't going to say all that good. Let me take them both back. But compared to the other tracks, I thought this was decent and okay. Like, I, get, I gave it uh, 5.5 and... I don't think, I mean, like I said, the beat always go hard, but lyrically, I don't think it compares to the other 14, well, the other 20, 20 tracks that's on here. So I thought it was decent and okay. I agree. I agree. I, I put, I put beat was a little redundant and the mm-hmm. MCs on here really didn't stand out. Exactly. Yeah. They, they weren't whack, but compared to some of the other talent he got on this album, this track just didn't stand out to me. It, I, I was, it was, you know, like I said, it was a bit of a redundant song. Like he, he might have could have nixed this one, man. But that'll bring us to track sixteen, the backbone, which was actually the second single he released for this album, featuring uh, Guilty Simpson, who I'm a huge fan of, Fat Ray, and then Melanie Rutherford again. So, what were your thoughts on the backbone? Uh, backbone was it was uh, it was. It was good to me. Not 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 my not my not the not the best. And show ain't the worst. But <laughs> this is um like the middle of the pack. I love I love some of the artists on there. Uh, they was they was good with their lyrics and everything else. I, I, the beat was was it was good. The beat was good. But it wasn't it was it wasn't too much that I. It wasn't too much for me to um go back and listen to it. Let me put it that way. But it was a really yeah, it was a nice track, bro. Like I think I think this is one of the, the tracks that I was like, man, he could have he could have put other tracks out to to feature this album than, than this track. To me. I agree. I, I do agree with that assessment. Like I, I think there are other stronger tracks on the album that could have been singles. But at the end of the day, I, I still like this track, man. Like this is one of those tracks that proves that Guilty Simpson can rap over just about any kind of beat. Because when the beat kicks in, I'm like, okay, this is this is different. I'm liking it, but this is a little softer than I'm used to hearing him rap over. And then he comes in with his verse, and he's just killing it, man. Like, I wrote down some of his rhymes. He said, the viewer's bird's eye, I keep it real. Even if I had a meal with a sneaker deal, rap now has a weaker feel. So we make noise till the time that you sleep until blowing through my reefer heels, even when the winter breeze is giving me the chills. Like he just <laughs> he just goes in, man. Like and, and it's just he he's one of those dudes he can rap over any kind of beat, man. And to be honest with you, I don't even remember the other dudes' verse. I, I was gonna say I was gonna say I wasn't really even talking about him. I'm more talking about the other guy that started because he he was the was it him starting off or the other guy? I don't think. I think he. No, started. it was guilty. Guilty definitely had the first verse. Okay, so I, I think it was the other guy. Yeah, yeah, the other guy wasn't really, wasn't really doing anything. But I already know. I already know guilty. Already got a. I already know he got a good flow and stuff. But I. Yeah. I but yeah, the, the, the track, like I said, when I say I'm just comparing it to the other track, compared to all this other stuff from this year, it's a dope, dope, dope song. So. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, hands down. All right, that'll bring us to track seventeen, Jacksons, featuring Seven, the General, Nick Speed, and Big Tone. What were your thoughts on Jackson? So, 
a dope intro to the song. I love the beat. I love the beat, man. I love the dope lyricist. Big Tone did his thing, man. Uh, the, the scratching was off the chain on this song. It's, it's another, not my top five, but almost made it in my top five um, songs on this list, man. I thought the whole track was uh, was a good track, bro. Chris, do precisely, man. This this definitely made it in my top five. It, um, it, yeah, man. There. I kept listening back and forth, like, yeah, I don't know. But. Man, do give it another. <laughs> the horns, the beat, the vocal sample in the in the whole in the whole instrumental, man. It all just comes together so beautifully on this track, man. Jackson is definitely a keeper. Yes, yes. Oh. I was gonna, like I was leaning back and forth to it. I was like, man, I only got to choose five. <laughs> so this is all. It was hard, man. <laughs> but yeah, dope track, dope, dope, dope track. All right, all right. So that takes us to track eighteen. Can't lose. Another dope track. The sampling on this beat is out of control. I love it. You know, Royce uh, Five Nine did his thing. Fat Cat did his thing. The DJ did his thing. Like this one, the albums I got. I mean, one of the tracks I gave it like a nine. It was it was a solid track, man. Like everything was perfect on this track to me, man. Like not when I mean like perfect, it, it said perfect. I like I should have just gave it a ten. I love everything about this track, bro. Yeah, yeah. This this was a dope track. Um, all the MCs did the thing. Royce in particular. Honestly, in my notes, I got this is where he should have ended the album. I think this would have been a great album closer. You ain't never learned. This would. This is where he he could have just cut it. But that'll bring us to track nineteen. Break the code, featuring okay. Super MC Caniva and Alexis Allen. Okay, so same thing. This was a decent track to me. It wasn't all that exciting. It wasn't all that good. But I think it was a decent track to me. Um, I'll let you know my whole review after the, we get done with this track. Um, the beat was okay. The The flow was okay. Uh, definitely on my bottom, bottom half of, of the tracks. If I was putting them from uh, the best to worst, it's definitely at the bottom half. So. Mm, okay, okay. I I put down the track was okay. I wrote down the hook was a little weird and out of place, but Kniva's mm-hmm. verse, Kniva's verse saved the song. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, Kniva's verse was was killer on here, but um, but I, I'll move on um to track twenty, skimming, featuring Nolan the Ninja and Dopehead. What are your thoughts on skimming? Once again, this is one of my decent tracks too. I, I didn't really see anything that caught my eye on, on this track either. Dude. It's about the same. It's the same review I gave to the last track. Okay, okay, yeah. I wrote down very interesting vocal sample uh, that Apollo Brown chose to use uh, for this instrumental. I, I love Nolan the Ninja, but Nolan the Ninja. I realized something. He's dopest when he's yelling. Okay. I don't know if you've heard any of his albums, but he basically I mean, I'm familiar with him, but I'm not like deep in familiar with him. Like, I know what you mean when you talk about yelling, because I heard him feature on a couple of tracks. Okay. But I heard other tracks of his, he sound like 
Not weak, but okay. Like, okay, he's not the best. Clearly, he wasn't the best one on 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 that track that he featured on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. What he lacks, what he lacks in lyricism and and, and technical proficiency, he makes up for with energy, and that's what I like about him. So, like, if he's not like coming aggressive on the beat, it's almost like he's a different MC. And that's what I kind of got with this track Because I was like, I saw his name on the feature And I was like, oh great, he got Nolan and Ninja on here And then he, the beat actually comes on And dude's just kind of he, He's he's coming with kind of like a more relaxed energy And I'm like, eh, I don't know about this one So, but I'm, I'm still a fan of the dude So, um, I just wish he had spit like he normally spits on this track uh, But that'll bring us to the final track What up? So, so now you got me thinking about track 18. It should have been the outro. Now you got me thinking that, like, man, that should have been the outro. But I'm going to go with my current notes. I thought it was a great outro song. <laughs> um, it, it, it had a nice hip hop feel, you know what I mean, to finish off the track. I mean, finish off the album. Um, I love the beat. I love everybody's flow. It fits right in. And it, to me, I think it was a good. Outro track. It actually put the definition of sincerely into the album. You know what I mean? Sincerely Detroit. It actually defines that word, that outro track. So that's okay. Okay, I feel that. I feel that. Um, I put down. It was an okay song. Wish it was a little stronger of a conclusion because you've gotten so much quality songs or so much quality content up to this point, but. When I sat down and listened to it And One Below's verse comes on I kind of Understand why he made it the last track Because One Below Kills it Yes, he like, does. His verse on here Is immaculately written Like um, I'm a huge One Below Fan I'm a huge Binary Star fan So no surprise I, I dug his Verse I just felt I wish the beat Could have been a little stronger mm. For the album closer but I it, it, one below's verse makes the song salvageable, so I'm not I'm not complaining too much. Yeah, and like I said, like I think this, I mean, like you said, like you just brought to light like number eighteen should have been the outro, which I now I totally agree. But I think this this song actually like fit an outro song and a in in the title, and then I started looking at the the the, the album cover and everything else. I I in. To me, I think this song fit it like perfectly at the time before you threw him in. You know, you threw in tracking. I didn't mean I didn't mean to I didn't mean to taint your listening experience. <laughs> I mean, I was not thinking about that like, man, it's gonna make my my last song sound crappy because you should have stopped on 18. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, roll roll with what you got, man. Roll with what you got. I can't switch up, man. I ain't like it. It's like a last substitute talk, you know what you mean? The brother tell you in the last five minutes, like you got substitute talk. That's how I felt. <laughs> what I'm gonna do? I'm reading. Like, I'm, gonna just, I'm gonna just stick to the script. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Like so, I, so that overall, dope as album this. Hold, hold on, you're breaking up. You're, you're breaking up a bit, Jerome. You hear me? You hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. What are you saying? Um. The album is probably one of the dopest albums this year. Definitely in my, definitely in my top ten albums, but um, not in my top five, but definitely in my top ten. 
Really? Really? Now, it's definitely in my top 10. And it might even break into my top five. Okay. There's another album that I'm get really getting into. I'm going to get to that in a second that is making a case. Or a couple of albums that's making a case for, for top five. But it might... I, I really dug this album, but but so so let me ask you this: on a scale from one to ten, I said you're the little gra- my little grading scale. Um, so on a scale from one to ten, what would you rate Apollo Brown's "Sincerely Detroit"? Oh, it's definitely. I'm going to say a, a good nine, maybe even nine point nine and a half. If you are a hip hop head, you, you definitely need to listen to this album, like. Definitely needs to listen to his album if you're a hip hop head, bro. Um, yeah, I give it a solid nine, bro. Like the beats is on point, the the lyricist is on point. He brought out some artists that I don't even know. He even changed my whole concept about which city have the best rappers. And now I'm man, like I was already towards like Detroit. And he almost kind of finalized this for me, dude. Like Detroit probably do probably have the best MCs out there. Like if you if you roll all the MCs down from each city, from New York, Chicago, Atlanta, uh, what what else? Philly. Yeah, over the past twenty years, I would definitely say Detroit has the most. And it, and it's it's like no it's like no debate. I like how he just stuck with the album, like nothing but Detroit people. You know what I mean? And he made it, he made it listen. He made all, well, everybody making these, like you said, seven tracks, maybe even 10 track albums. And which is good. That kind of swayed me over because you know how I felt before about seven tracks albums. I was like, man, they trash, but now I kind of feel them. But this, this album, you could definitely listen to all the way through. Like, all the way through. And, um, it actually made me want to, like, man, like, it made me put it, put myself in the hip hop vibe, bro. Like, no, I'm, absolutely, it delivers. It delivers. Like, this is this is the type of hip hop I love. Okay, like this is this is the album that reminds me. It, it, it's it, it's almost like it, it recalibrates you. It's like, hey, it's like okay, let me get into this and see what this artist is talking about. Let me get into that artist, and then it's like I hear this album. It's like you know what? This is home. This is this is the type of hip hop I want to hear. Nice, soulful, melodic boom bap with hard lyrics, insightful lyrics. Like this is this is what hip hop is all about for me. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna give it an eight, a strong, but it's a strong eight. Um, because I thought about, it, I'm like, man, what would I, what can I criticize the album for? What's what would what about it would I change? I would I would move some songs around here and there, change some stuff. I would I would kind of if I was him I would have trimmed the fat a little bit. There might have been maybe two or three songs on here I would have mixed all together. And the other thing I would change instead of having fifty six MCs, he could have cut it down to like thirty or twenty five, and just had the more you know, I guess you could say lyrical or talented artist kind of hold down to being that boy. <laughs> Hey man, yeah. drop a little bit get on this track. I'm gonna make you sound good, man. <laughs> yeah, he, he spread the love around a little too much. That's right. Cause I, I think I think that kind of it doesn't it doesn't hurt the album. It's still a quality album. But for for instance, the song uh, what was the song in the water with Boog Brown? Like she could have held that down that song 
entirely by herself. Exactly. And then you, you had what up? That whole song should have just been one below. Mm-hmm. And then you had break the cold where Caniva he made himself at home on that beat. You don't even remember the other guys. Um, and then what was the other track? Um, Stopwatch with um with Elzai. Like he could have held that down. It's like that's 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 what my only real criticism of an album. Like, but as far as like just it beats and rhymes, like this this is this is a superior, excellent album. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They, now, and basically, you hit on all the all the points that I had because I it was some like you said when I was listening to it. Now I listened to it again. I was like, well, she could have did it by herself. I was like, was, I could do it by herself, and I kept I kept doing it. But he also made sure he had at least I think only two tracks. I was like, ah, all the lyrics is okay, but like ninety percent of the track, he had somebody at least on every track, almost every track. Yeah, somebody lyrical on that. You know, oh, yeah. And I think he did that perf you know, like I think he did that uh on purpose. Yeah. yeah. I think he knew like okay, he's not that lyrical, but I want him on the track. And like you said, like if he would off a little bit, if he would have kept it to like in between sixteen to eighteen tracks, that would have been that would have been good too. But I'm just nitpicking right now. That album was dope, though. Like, I when I, when he first came out, because at first he was dropping out the singles to the albums. I was like, man, and I listened to the single. I was like, man, this dude needs to uh, just make a whole album, quit playing. Yeah. And like a week and a half after that, the album dropped. I was like, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw I saw like an ad for it. Like, yeah, Apollo Brown preparing to drop full length LP. And I was like, I hit the save button. Like, all right, I'm gonna come back to this. See when this is dropping. I'm, I'm copying it the day it drops. Um, then man, dude, this album. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of a five piece wing with mouth sauce from Harold's, with some, with, with some, with some fries and some, some bread. And the mouth sauce is drizzled on there just right, and it's just the right amount. And you got a nice ice cold grape mystic to wash it down. And bro, two two mystics, bro. You gotta, you gotta watch. Oh, you be, <laughs> you be pounding it, huh? <laughs> and you know that, you know that little pitiful cup of coleslaw they give you. Oh yeah, you toss that to the side. That that album reminds me of it because they give you so much to chew on, but it's so many MCs on it. Some of these MCs are like that little cup of coleslaw. It's like it's like, man, you already gave me what I wanted. Like I don't really need this. I don't need this warm coleslaw. <laughs> right? Like what is this? <laughs> you know the album, but the album delivers, man. The album definitely delivers. Um. Yeah, this is. I'm gonna definitely talk about this album again when we do our um, year end top ten list. So, you know, I'm look. I'm definitely looking forward to it and trying to put other people onto it. Um, as far as like producers within active producers within the past ten years, where where would you rank Apollo Brown? Would you put him on like a, a Mount Rushmore right now? Oh, oh, uh, for hip hop? Yeah, hip hop producers. Yes. Definitely, I've been saying that. I've been screaming this for the last past what? How many seasons you got of this? In man, we what going into season six? 
Man, I've been screaming this for like the last past four or five seasons. Like, right, man, it's time for Apollo Brown to get his due. It, it's, well, he did win producer of the year last year. Yeah, yeah. But David, David saying there was some discrepancies about that because you didn't have Kanye West. But now it's official. He's a. <laughs> it's official that uh, ain't no way they can say Kanye West is a better producer this year. No, no, not at all. I mean, I, I wouldn't have bought that last year. I wouldn't have bought that argument no. last year. Me either. Me either. Me either. Like, I'm sorry. Like, like he's, he's been putting in too much work, man. And, like, I'm sorry, man. The torch has been passed already. Like. Yeah. How I feel is, like, and I'm just talking hip-hop. And, I mean, people debate this with me all the time. In hip-hop, like, in general, hip-hop, I think he's in my top five hip-hop producers best ever like ever and then and i'm not even over exaggerating like I, i'm trying to compare them with the jay dillas and the and uh and, and the dre's and and people like that and he always hold his ground like if somebody a fan of apollo brown they can't tell me he have a bad album like you can't tell me like i never had one i never heard one bad album apollo brown and I'm not even over exaggerating. I know the topics of Apollo Brown. I'm not trying to. Same here. Same nobody, here. Like, to nobody like, or anything like that. Like, it's either it's a good album or it's a classic album. And then, I'm, 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 like I said, I'm starting to realize that I think anybody can rap on this dude's beats. That's how good his beats are. Like, you can put yeah. Mafia, you can put Dang on Chia. And he probably can make this sound good, bro. I'm at that stage. Like, this dude. I don't know. I don't know if I'm there with top five just yet. I, I'd have to think about it. Like, like I don't know if I'm putting him over ninth. Pete Rock. Hold on, yeah. Okay, you just breaking up. What you say again? Oh, my, I said I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm there quite there yet with top five. Um, because my top five is pretty, pretty hard body. Premier, Pete Rock, RZA, Ninth Wonder, Della. Mad Lib, I mean, like, like I have to think about it, but he's he would definitely be top ten. He's definitely top ten, like without without a doubt. Um, but that top five gets really, really contentious for me. But yeah, within the past ten years, like him, Static Selector, and probably La Orange, this other producer I'm really into. I like probably my my favorite three producers, active producers from like the past ten years. But yeah, Apollo Brown definitely. So, so with that, man, we go ahead. We gonna wrap it up, man. But no episode would be complete if I did not ask you what you've been bumping for the week, and we share with the audience what we've been bumping, whether it's something new, old. Man, my man, my house, my car just got hit twice. Oh, you know what? I, I completely understand, bro. Shut up, my house. You know what I've been listening to, man? Some straight up little John Nuck if you fuck. <laughs> 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 to fight somebody, bro. I have not been listening to uh, anything coaching, bro. Yeah, <laughs> dude. <Get> some fuck. <laughs> man, hear that. Dude. Let's go, man. As soon as you hear that first little three little tone. But, but I would say this, though. Uh, I actually listened to Young M.A. album, and this is the reason why I'm starting to realize that Young M.A. got the freestyle syndrome. And this meaning that um, 
and other people got this free uh, free syndrome like Cassidy and Ace Hood and and Papoose, where they freestyle be so off the chain. You listen to like, man, I'm gonna get an album a chance. I'm gonna listen to their album. You know what I mean? Because they freestyle be off the off the chain. Then when you listen to their album, it's like, why, why, why do I get caught up listening to this stuff? <laughs> you know what? You know what, Jerome? I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson about that about 15 years ago. I would hear these like rappers in the barbershop and they be playing a little bootleg tapes. Uh, check this guy out. Check this guy, this dude out. And you would listen to it and be like, man, this is a hot freestyle. And then you would get the album. It's like, <laughs> and, it's not, and it's nothing like that. Like, so I'm really wary of those. Like, I'm one of those. I've turned into one of those people where it's like, look, I need a, you need a co-sign for me to buy your album. I, I hate to be that way, but it's like, I try to look at who else they collab with. If they're co- collabing with other respectable MCs, then like, I'll give them a chance. But like, if you just uh, the hot, you know, the hottest nigga on the freestyle circuit right now, then I don't know, man. I'm not. I, I can't go there with you. Yeah, because I saw. Listen, because no lie, no. Uh, he did. She was cold. Um, on that Punks Flex freestyle, are you heard it yet? She was, no, no, no. and she had a little. I mean, you know, she she got a little, little, little thuggish to it, but it was it was decent. I was like, you know, what? And, and she got me with that that quiet storm freestyle too. I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna go listen to her album. Hey, you know what it is, Jerome? You know what it is? It's it's our fond memories of those instrumentals. I think that makes it sound so good. <laughs> maybe so, maybe so. Cause I was like, man, and then like, she is a, she just she just rap about stud stuff. I can't relate to it, bro. Like, and and it, and that's coming from a person that I try to be open minded about everything. You know what I mean? Like, open minded about. I try to put my myself in other people's shoes when they rhyme and stuff like that. But she talked about too much stud stuff, bro. Like, I know she a stud, but come on now, dude. Like. <laughs> Oh man, like that's all you gonna rap about? Like, switch it up. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. But man, I just been bumping. I just been bumping the Gangstar album, one of the best yet. Um, oh, I still heard it to it. I forgot all about that trash. I forgot not trash, but I forgot all about that album, dude. Man, dude, in, in your current state with your house getting broken into, I think you would dig this album. Yeah, yeah, check it out, check it out T- tonight. <laughs> yeah, I probably do need to listen to that, bro. Man, I made I made a uh, dang on beat down playlist, bro. Yeah, it's some it's some beat down songs on on there, definitely. I've also been bumping um, La Orange and Jeremiah J. Um, Complicate your life with violence, man. This this is a dope, dope, like just weird and bizarre album, man. I did not know Jeremiah J. was from Chicago. I never heard of. Him. Yeah, he's he's kind of a new cat. He's kind of a new cat, but he's he's pretty dope. And I've also been bumping. Um, actually, this this week I've also been bumping Quasimodo to Unseen. I don't know what made me throw that in. But um, I've been I've been bumping that too, man. But um, but yeah, man, that's it. That's it for me, man. Um, you know, I hope y'all enjoyed this album review. I hope uh, y'all hear what we heard with the album and um, get a chance to check it out. Of course, 
Apollo Brown, Sincerely Detroit. Y'all, y'all heard it, heard it here first. I'm giving it an eight out of ten. Jerome's giving it a nine out of ten. So this is definitely recommended listening. And uh, we will be back officially with season six in a couple weeks. We're gonna do a, uh, we're gonna do a, a episode that's gonna be dedicated to cuffing season. So um, <laughs> we gonna have so we gonna we gonna have some interesting topics. That's some good stuff, man. Man, now I don't want to. I want to go to Hero. Give me a six piece now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and a mystic. Ripping raspberry. The ripping raspberry. It's nice talking to you, man. Oh, man always, 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 always a pleasure, man. Always a pleasure, man. Again, man, my my heart goes out to you and everything you've been going through, man. Stay safe out there. Um, you know. I, I I know you can handle yourself out in these streets, man. But uh, yeah, just stay safe out there, man. And thank you, thank you for carving out the time, despite everything you're going through and uh, doing this review with me. I appreciate it. <clears throat> yeah, all right, man. All right, and peace out, y'all. All right, for sure. Peace, 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 peace.